This is the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA Digital Network. From the Sport Pens International Studios in Charleston, West Virginia, here's your host, Marcus Cole. Welcome to the podcast. We have another excellent show. Before we welcome our guests, though, I want to remind you to like, subscribe, and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others to let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents right here on the West Virginia Soccer Association Digital Network. With us today is Stephanie May. She is a registered dietitian and she is the owner of SM Nutrition and she's a regular on our show. Stephanie, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for having me back. And we're excited to have you back because we've got a very, very important subject to talk about. Today we're going to be talking exclusively about hydration. Very, very important for our youth soccer players to be properly hydrated. We're getting ready this week, uh, starts uh, high school and middle school season here in the state. Um, we have college starting up very, very soon. So we want to make sure these athletes are properly hydrated. And we're going to go over all the different things about it and talk about some different beverages specifically and what they do to you and your hydration and uh, and Stephanie is ready to go uh, aren't you yes I am yeah I think it's a great topic it's something that I've been talking with a lot of my clients about this week because you're right you know the middle school and high schoolers are revving up their preseason college teams are getting uh, ready to head back so a um, lot of game time a lot of training time coming up and it's pretty hot so hydration is really important Okay, so why is it important for these athletes to be hydrated when a season is just starting out? Yeah, so water and fluids have a role in, in every aspect of the body. If you think about it, it really supports you from head to toe. Being hydrated is so important for your organs, like your heart and your muscles. It helps with temperature regulation. So, you know, sweating, when you sweat, your body's cooling you off. So, yes, you're maintaining that body temperature, but you're also losing some water, which plays a big role uh, in your hydration status. It also helps support your joints. So as you're jumping, going up for a header and coming down, it's that shock absorber within your joints. It helps to carry energy throughout your body in the form of blood, right? Because blood is liquid. There's a lot of water in your blood. And it really just helps your overall performance and energy levels. And when you think about it, you don't need any other nutrient, whether it's protein, carbohydrates, uh, you know, vitamins, minerals, as much as you need fluid. You need much more fluid in the day than you need protein or really any other nutrient. Now, obviously, some of our players are going to be out there. They're going to be training and competing in this hot weather, this humid weather. Some of them may even be training and competing on turf fields, uh, artificial turf. Why is it even more important uh, to take real extra caution in making sure that as a soccer player, you are hydrated when you factor in these variables? Yeah, pre-hydrating is really the name of the game. Whenever you're going to be in hot weather, humid, um, especially turf, because it attracts so much more light than regular grass. And now that all fields are, you know, slowly switching over to turf, it's something you want to be pay attention to, you know, so if you're getting ready to go to preseason or a camp somewhere, you know, try to figure out ahead of time if it's going to be turf or grass because it will impact, you know, how much sun you're going to have or even the time of day, right, depending on that heat level. But 
when it comes to heat, your body wants to cool itself up. So like I mentioned, you know, really briefly before, you're going to sweat more. In that sweat, you're going to lose a lot of water and sodium. And so it's really important that, one, you come into that training well hydrated, and two, that you have a game plan for rehydrating throughout the day and then post with your recovery uh, to get you set up for that next day. So you never want to be dehydrated. Try to rehydrate, but not completely dehydrate, and then enter that next practice day already rehydrated because it definitely will impact your game and your performance. Now, what happens to a soccer player if they do not properly hydrate? What happens to their performance? You just kind of slow everything down. Your your muscles rely on water. Your brain relies on water. So you're impacting your speed, your focus, your reaction time. You know, research shows that just a 1% to 2% change in your body weight from water loss. So, for example, you know, 1% to 2%, what does that mean for an athlete? For a 150-pound athlete, that's roughly 2 to 3 pounds, right? It's not that much of water sweat loss during training. Um, so just by losing that, you're really impacting your overall performance. Um, and not only that, but if you are reacting in a proper way or stepping or you're not focused, you also increase your risk for injuries. Um, you know, and if you do get too dehydrated, you're also increasing your risk for heat stroke. Um, and, and heat illness and things related to that that aren't great. Um, you know, I've unfortunately heard of athletes who have been running and then they fall, uh, you know, and hit their head. You know, most of the time, thankfully, it's on grass, but it's still fall, right? So these are things we want to prevent that and we want to make sure we're hydrated before um, your training, but also have a focus on hydration during training too. Now, I think there's a big misconception out there for our youth soccer players that they think that they can just hydrate the day of their training or their competition, and that's it. They can, oh, just I'll have some water before the game, or I'll have water before practice, and, and I should be good. Um, not true, is it? Yeah, not true, not true. Hydration is a long-term game. Um, it really does take day-after-day dedication to make sure you're on top of it and what I tell athletes is, if, you know, if you were dehydrated, if you had a really strong practice, or you were training for a long time, you were sweating a lot, maybe you lost, say, that 1% to 2% of your body weight, you just weren't drinking enough, it takes you at least 24 hours to get completely rehydrated. With, pre- uh, with uh, preseason and training camps, a lot of times, you've got back-to-back-to-back-to-back days. So if you're stacking several days on top of each other where you're not hydrated, you know, that's a big challenge for you with your performance. So, it's really that, again, it's that long-term game. You want to make sure you're always carrying your bottle with you, always fill it up, and have a strategy to encourage yourself to drink more. I think one thing that our youth soccer players are really interested in, I know a couple have reached out to me to ask specific questions about various beverages, and I want to take a moment to kind of go through them, and I want to get your mm-hmm. opinion on them, um, what they do to you, how they can affect your performance, Um you know, how good are they for you? So why don't we go ahead and let's start with probably the, the biggest beverage that we think about when it comes to youth soccer players and water. Talk to us about water. Water should be the foundation for athletes. It truly should be that core, the bottom of that period, uh, uh, pyramid, like what should make up the majority of their hydration and now mind you you can get hydrated from all sorts of things and I'm sure we're going to touch on some of them um, coming up but you know water should be your foundation so I always recommend 
you know, before bed, fill up that water bottle so it's ready to go for you in the morning. So you can take a couple sips as you're getting ready, grabbing breakfast. The water really should be your number one pick. Let's go now to sport drinks. We're talking Gatorade, Powerade, and now Pedialyte is getting into the sports drink game. Talk to us about them. Yeah. Yeah, so they are really good options for athletes, especially, um, you know, if you're going to be training for more than an hour to 90 minutes, this is where that sports drink is really handy. because It's a great idea to introduce some energy and electrolytes mid-training to help you push through and stay hydrated through that long hour and a half, two hour plus training, especially for a preseason kind of setup where it might be three to four hours. So I recommend, you know, starting with water and then you can just take sips of your sports drink. If you want to take four to five big gulps at your water break, that's fantastic. It gives you some carbohydrates, plenty of sodium, which is what you lose most in your sweat. Um, and the alternative to that is if you just have a salty snack with water, if you didn't want to do a sports drink where they have Things like noon tabs or scratch pads or electrolyte tablets that you can put in your water. But sports drinks are typically the most handy and the easiest to have access to. All right. Now let's go to a beverage that drives me crazy anytime I see an athlete with this in their hand at training, even on a tournament weekend. Drives me crazy. Energy drinks. Yes. And I know that we have talked about this in the past, too, and your passion for or dislike, I should say, for energy drinks. And honestly, I don't recommend them for athletes. I think if you're relying on an energy drink to help you uh, get through practice or get through a day, you've got to step back and look at how you're eating and how you're hydrating because it's probably a bigger problem. And that's what I see with energy drinks. I think, I think a lot of athletes will maybe under fuel or not fuel at the right time to energize them for practice. And so what they do is they just think that by having that energy drink, they're going to boost, you know, okay, I'll just replace that food or, you know, with that energy drink. And that's never a good option. The other thing is, you know, you never know what is in those energy drinks. They have so many additives, such high levels of caffeine, especially for young athletes. I don't recommend them. Um, I had this conversation actually with a collegiate uh, athlete the other day. And she messaged me and she was talking about energy drinks and she should do one before workouts. And I said, well, you know, can we compromise and we do maybe a cup of coffee or iced coffee to see how you react? She was like, oh, I'm awful with caffeine. And I was like, well, then why would you want to have an energy drink? You know, like, I didn't realize there was caffeine in there. And I think that's the number one problem with energy drinks is that so many athletes just don't understand what is in them and how unregulated they are. And that's the key is, is education, reading beyond the headlines uh, is a, is is a, yeah. is a is a thing I like to say a lot is you, you know research what these uh, beverages do. There's a lot of research out there uh, in regards to that. Now you brought up something when you're just giving that answer. Iced coffee. I know everybody likes to go to Starbucks or Dunkin' and you know get an iced coffee. That's the drink of the day or drink of the year. And um, what about what about <laughs> that is something for hydrating. Ice coffee can be a great um, addition to your fluid. You know, the old school thought was that coffee and teas and things with caffeine were extremely dehydrating. And new research is showing that they're not um, as, you know, people used to say, oh, for every cup of coffee, you have to drink a cup of water to replace it. It's not like that at all. It's still fluid. It still gets you some good water. Um, but with ice coffee, where, where a lot of athletes get stuck is the addition's to the iced coffee. So there's the creams and the sugars and the flavors and the, you know, all of that really crazy stuff. And 
I ask them just to try to keep it as simple as possible. Now, you don't have to do just a simple black coffee, but, you know, just a very basic coffee made with a little bit of cream and a very little bit of flavor. An hour or so before training can definitely help you give that boost um, of energy before training, if, as long as you're having a, that pre-workout snack with it, I think that's fantastic. In terms of hydration, it's still a great source of fluid, but again, water should be your foundation. You shouldn't be living off coffee all day. Let's go to soda. Talk to us about soda and what it does. And this is a good one. So um, I definitely put soda in that fun food category, right? So when it comes to food, I think about it as fuel and then fun. So fuel, you're thinking about timing, you're trying to be strategic. Soda falls into that fun category where you shouldn't have it all the time, but there's definitely that time, that place, and a portion where it's absolutely acceptable. In terms of hydration, it should definitely not be your main mode of um, getting in fluids. If you want to have a glass, you know, because you guys are having pizza with your family, absolutely, you can have some soda. It won't do any harm, right? But if you're constantly relying on soda as that main source of fluid, you're now increasing that added sugar intake. You're displacing maybe other nutrients. You're filled up on soda, so maybe you're not eating as much as your uh, your protein or your vegetables or your carbohydrates on your plate. That's why I always recommend keeping it as a fun food, um, you know, keeping it to smaller portions, not all the time, right? You're not going to have soda with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, but it can definitely be a safe addition to a diet, but should be the foundation. Absolutely. And and that's the thing that, and, and the, I've told people this a number of times, the reason why I have you on the podcast a lot is I like the philosophy that you have in regards to uh, being a registered dietitian. You're not the, you can't, you don't have that. You know, you classify, you know, soda appropriately is a fun food. Yeah. You know, you got, got pizza coming in Friday night and you know, yeah, have a soda. That's fine. Um, and what's amazing about that too is, is, is everything in moderation, obviously. And what I find funny is a lot of people, and I've seen this, and I don't know if you've seen research in regards to this, but you know, you have people that drink a lot of soda and then when they stop drinking the soda as often things change within their body composition things change with their health position it, it's amazing how how some things like that can change just by you know not necessarily eliminating it completely but just by moderating it a little bit more absolutely and that keyword there is just moderating awesome all right now the players want to know how, what do I do to figure out if I am dehydrated? Now, I'll be honest with you. I've seen a lot of research that says most, most athletes, when they go into a training session and go into a match, are dehydrated already, even before they hit the field. But what can, what can players look for? What can they do to uh, figure out if they are dehydrated? Yeah, so step one is understanding the signs. So that's First major sign is thirst. If you are thirsty, that is your body already asking you for more fluids, right? And so if you find yourself thirsty all the time, day after day, it is time to rethink that hydration plan. Some of the more serious, um, you know, uh, signs of dehydration, you might be lightheaded, especially if you stand up, you might have headaches or migraines more often. Uh, you might feel that you have dry mouth, which is kind of synonymous with thirst, right? Um, infrequent urination, so you just find that you're not going to the bathroom enough, or when you are going to the bathroom, it's very dark in color. So think about um, like the color of apple juice, that very, very dark yellow. 
that's a sign of dehydration. Now, this is something that I share with a lot of my clients too, of you know, using the toilet as your gauge. And this is kind of very loose research experiment on yourself because every toilet has a different amount of water and they have a different amount of urine. But in looking at the toilet and it's more of an apple juice color, probably a good sign that you're dehydrated. You want to drink a little bit more water, maybe have a salty snack. If it's more of that lemonade, light lemonade color, fantastic, you're spot on, probably doing very well with your hydration plan. If your urine is crystal clear, you're overhydrating. So take a break, lay off the water for a little bit and have a salty snack to help your body hold on to what water you have. Um, and so, you know, using that as your gauge is the, the cheapest way. It's free. Every time you go to the bathroom, you can check your hydration. Um, and it's, you need to do it throughout the day as well. It's really, really easy. Um, another way is to calculate that, we talked about earlier, but that body weight change. So if every once in a while you want to hop on a scale before practice and then hop on a scale after practice and figure out what your weight changes. And now there's a few more things that go into the variable and that, that formula. We want to look at, you know, how much water you drink uh, during practice, if you went to the bathroom, but if you just want a very simple formula, um, you know, look at, you know, how much water, uh, weight you lost during practice and then just divide that by your starting weight. So, for example, if you were 150 and you lost three pounds, you do three pounds divided by 150, and that would get you, give you your percentage. Um, you know, again, that's a very simple formula without um, urine and, and hydration, but it's a great place to start. Um, and then if that number is more than 2%, that is a big sign that we need to focus on your hydration plan. That's what I do a lot with athletes is we're constantly looking at, you know, what is their sweat rate? What is... Um, what is that body weight change like and what can we do with electrolytes, snacks, and fluids throughout the day and during practice to keep them on track and keep them hydrated? Now, one thing I think youth soccer players don't realize sometimes, and we forget about it, is that you can hydrate through food. Because I know a lot of a lot of kids are going, man, I can't drink all that water. That's just a lot of water to drink. But you can hydrate through food. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and give us some examples? Yeah, yeah. So that's why, you know, another great thing there is I always say fluids um, because this it's all encompassing. You could do things like milk. Um, you could do lemonade, you know, things like iced tea all count towards your fluids through the day. So those are the most obvious, right? So you could do milk, you could do um, sports drinks, water, seltzer are all fantastic sources of fluids. But don't forget about food. Fruits and vegetables are packed with water. Um, watermelon, cucumbers. Um, peppers, snacking on those throughout the day, baby carrots are all really, really good sources of water. And so is things are, are things like yogurt, right? They all have some fluid, some water in them. Soups are a great option. You could always think outside the box if you're really challenged to hit your water goal. Um, but I also say you should think outside the box because it adds some variety. Water, um, you know, yes, in the dietitian, yes, I love water, but sometimes it's boring, you know, and so you can add some variety to your water by doing seltzer or maybe putting some frozen berries in seltzer water and, or maybe doing a lemonade or something along those lines just to add some fun to your hydration plan. I know sometimes uh, it's hard to hydrate uh, for me personally during the wintertime when it's cold out and I can't have cold yeah. water. I actually have to have uh, room temperature water. 
Um, I seem to be able to consume that. So, I mean, you know, you may have to kind of play with things as an athlete of what works best for you. You may have that situation that I have that you can't do cold water. Maybe the only times you can do it is if it's really hot out or maybe you're the complete exact opposite, but just figuring out a way to keep yourself properly hydrated. You just have to figure out what works best for you, right? Absolutely. And that's exactly right. Now, before we wrap things up here, Stephanie, um, you have a section in your new book all dedicated towards hydration, a lot of the things that we talked about here. Um, Certainly a recommended read. Uh, If you haven't purchased her new book yet, uh, we encourage you to do so. Uh, We've reviewed it, and it's uh, wonderful. It's a lot of great information, a lot of practical information, and it's... uh, is very non-techy, non, um, you know, over-analyzing things. Um, why don't you tell everybody about your book, and why don't you tell them where they can get a copy of it? Thank you so much. Yeah, so I, I launched this ebook um, back in the spring. I had so many questions from athletes just about the basics of sports nutrition, so I figured I'd pull it all together in one uh, research-based uh, topic, but I have a whole section on hydration and there's um go back to that formula i was talking about earlier to talk about that percent body weight change that formula is in there and there are even blanks and kind of steps to walk you through that formula too so a lot of great information the book is called the fueling performance playbook it's an ebook and you can find it right on my website which is smnutritionrd.com and just hit the fueling performance playbook tab it'll bring you right to the page where you can download your book right there and start your fueling program right away where can they find you on social media? She's a wonderful follow. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I am on Instagram at fueling.highschool.athlete. Okay, and you can also follow her on TikTok too. She's not she's not a good dancer, but uh, yes. But 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 but, but you know. Yes, but I but as we say, the honesty. <laughs> but you know, as we say here in the South, bless your heart. <laughs> she tries. Yes, I've tried so hard. Um, yes, I'm also on TikTok. It's at fueling.hs.athlete. Yeah, so please uh, please go follow her. If you, if, if you want an advantage over your competition or if you just want to perform better, I mean, I'll be honest with you, a lot of our youth soccer players don't concentrate on their nutrition a lot. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, no. Uh, if you really want to focus on your nutrition, you could really – uh, improve your performance, improve your availability uh, to your coach. Uh, you know, your best availability is your availability. Uh, you know, being being available, not being injured, being, you know, not dehydrated. Um, you know, this is, uh, she's a perfect follow on social media. So many different things. Uh, you know, we didn't even go over the smoothie recipes and things along that lines, but, um, she <laughs> shares a lot of smoothie recipes, uh, and how you can get in some great stuff into your smoothie. And, um, and she shares some of that too, in her book. Um, we're going to be featuring some of her stuff in the month of August, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, different recipes, different smoothie recipes, breakfast recipes, lots of stuff from some of our favorite uh, registered dietitians. And uh, Stephanie will be one of those that will be contributing a lot of stuff to that. So make sure you follow her and uh, check her out. And Stephanie, thank you so much for coming back on the program and being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
And thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Now, remember, make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program here on the WVSA Digital Network. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every Thursday morning here on the WVSA Digital Network or find us on our social media platforms at WV Soccer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.